Hi, this is Monique. And this is Sydney. And you're tuned into Monique and Sydney's Open, Open Relationship. Relationship. It's going to be the type of conversations that normally we're afraid to have out loud. Is it okay to be gay? Friends, how many of us have them? Mother and daughters, is it always all bad? The mind's like a parachute. It's no good unless it's open. <laughs> That's what's up. Hello, my loves. Hello, my loves. And welcome to another episode of Monique and Sydney's Open Relationship. Hey, my daddy. Hey, love. All right, now. All right, now. All right, now. We're going to let y'all come on and come on in. And while y'all coming on in, we're going to welcome everybody that's coming in. We're going to welcome you. Because today's show is uh, being talked about right now all over this country. All over. On all the media outlets. All over the world. The world. Come on. They talking about it. They talking about it. What they talking about, Daddy? They talking about Hollywood. And what they saying about it. They speaking about the pay inequality in Hollywood, starting with the story about who? Our sister, Michelle Williams. Come on now. Now, from my understanding, um, Michelle Williams, who is doing the movie, I think, All the Money in the World, Mm -hmm. with Mark. Uh, Wahlberg. Yes, ma'am. Right? And they had to go back and reshoot because they replaced Kevin Spacey yep. with uh, brother Christopher, I believe, Plummer. Chris Plummer. Mm-hmm. Okay. They replaced him. And uh, the Scott brother, the director, mm-hmm. he said everybody went back for free. Yes. Okay? Because, you know, we ain't tripping. We know what we got to do. Right. Michelle Williams says, from my understanding, I'm going to go back and do it for the love of the movie. And I appreciate the opportunity. Being a team player. Being a team player. Because everybody else is going in for nothing. So why should I not go in for nothing? So come to find out down the pike, what they're reporting is Mark Wahlberg got $1.5 million to do reshoots. And Michelle Williams got $80 per day for per diem, which equal to about maybe $1,000. And now Hollywood is up in arms. SAG is investigating what's going on because they want to know how could that have happened. Um, I'm a little taken aback, but not so much that it didn't need to happen and we do need to speak out about it. But I think the reason why I'm a little taken aback is because when we spoke out about it, what is about a year ago now? Easy. About a year ago, we spoke out about it and we were saying, hey, y'all, there's pay inequality in Hollywood. And as a award-winning actress in Hollywood, the pay seems to be a little bit different when it comes to a black woman on the pay scale in Hollywood. Do we remember this conversation? I believe people remember. Okay. And when we had that conversation at that time, the feeling was Monique should be quiet. Be humble. Shut up. Sit down. Come on. Ow. Be humble, bitch. Sit down. (laughs) That was the feeling. And the reception, uh, James, that was the feeling that it was um, no support. I did receive some calls privately, and I'm grateful for that because there were some sisters that did call privately and say, hey, baby, we understand what you're saying, we understand what you're doing, and we support it, but you know we can't. We can't say nothing out loud because, you know, if you watch the wildebeest when they're in the Serengeti crossing the, uh, uh, the Serengeti River, they oftentimes get caught up by one of the crocodiles. Mm-hmm. And when they get caught, as opposed to a, a homeboy, a friend, a mom, somebody come along and kicking the alligator in the eye or something, they step over them because they like, you know, that's messed up that you got caught. But, you know, we can't get caught up in that with you. Right. But we, it seems like come on, at this very moment in time, for whatever reason, people are willing to speak up on behalf of this sister. Michelle Williams. And let me say this. As people should speak up. As they should. On behalf of Michelle Williams. As people should be saying, this is unfair. As we should be saying, it's time for a change. See, that's what we should be doing. 
But where I think it becomes a problem is when you have a black woman that stands up and says, we're not being treated fairly. We're not being treated equal. As a matter of fact, we're being blatantly disrespected. And then you have other women of color that look like that black woman that's saying we're not being treated fairly. And you get other women of color like Kim Whitley, like Cheryl Underwood, like the sister Julie from The Talk, like the sister Adrian from The Real. You get all four of these women of color saying, oh, Monique. I remember Julie saying, maybe Monique should just apologize. Maybe they'll let her back in if she just says she's sorry. I remember Cheryl Underwood saying, oh, I'm worried about my friend. I remember Kim Whitley saying, she needs to just let it go. She's like the fourth supreme. I remember Adrian saying, just because you loud don't make you right. Now, this is before all of the women came out with the Harvey Weinstein allegations. Mm -hmm. This is before Sister Michelle came out and said, listen, this is some unfair treatment. Now will those same four women of color say to Michelle Williams, you, maybe you should just apologize for your behavior. Would those four women of color say to the women that has been raped, that has been sexually assaulted, will, they, will those four women say to those women, maybe you should just apologize and they'll let you back in? Because when those four women were making those statements, they never took the time out to say, what is it that Monique is saying? She's not lying. We aren't paid fairly. We're not paid equally. And here's what's crazy about this conversation. It is a staggering difference between $1.5 million and $1,000 and not getting paid. And if she got essentially which was her, what was her per diem uh, that equated to about $80 a day, as incredibly staggering as that is, imagine how staggering it is to be called difficult in Hollywood when you are asked to essentially commit an act of slavery because Lionsgate wants you to promote a film and Tyler Perry calls you on behalf of Lionsgate to promote a film that they know they have no contract with Monique to promote anything with because her deal was with Lee Daniels. But somehow she's difficult because she said no to getting nothing for doing something for free. Now, again, you're at arms because of the pay difference. At least there was pay for what it was she was asked to do, even though it was in the form of a per diem. And it was extraordinarily unfair. But how unfair is it that you would be deemed difficult because you chose and you elected when you took the phone call from Tyler Perry, when I took the phone call from Tyler Perry and he said, hey, man, she can make three to five million dollars per film if she just gets nominated. And if she wins, it's six to eight million dollars. Then May of this year to have a same conversation with him. And Monique expressed to him how what they said how what uh, Lee Daniels conveyed about how she wasn't playing the game and how she was difficult to play, uh, difficult to deal with, and how he s stood back, as in Tyler stood back, as in uh, Oprah Winfrey stood back and said absolutely nothing in reference to it. But then we get on a phone call and you say, hey, I want to give you something for your troubles. I want to give you something for your troubles. And Monique says, listen, I don't need you to give me any money for my troubles. I need you to clear my name. I need you to clear my name. I'm not trying to take the bag. I need you to clear my name. And then she says, I appreciate you trying to give me what you think that I was owed. And he says, I don't know what you were owed because your deal wasn't with us at Lionsgate or myself. It was with Lee Daniels. Now, I need you to understand then put that in context with he said, but I believe you would have got the three to five million dollars if you had have if the three to five million if you had gotten nominated in six to eight had you won. 
if you would have done what Lionsgate wanted you to do. Mm. Now, do you understand that? What did Lionsgate want me to do if I didn't have a contract with them? What could they want me to do and how could they get me my money had I done it? Come on. Since I seem not to be getting it based upon what you said because I did not do this for free. And in the words of my man, little Jeezy, he, well, Jeezy, what'd he say? What'd and he you want to give me a paper? And you want to give me a paper. Paper, okay. Okay. And <laughs> you want to give me a paper? So he, here's what happens when us as black actresses, in my humble opinion, can't move forward and get equal pay. Because when our sister Michelle, as she should, it's not fair, white, black, green, I don't give a fuck what the color is, it's not fair. As she's standing up and standing out, there are women standing behind her. Mm-hmm. There are white women standing behind that sister saying, you are absolutely right. Women, women of different ethnicities. You're right, Daddy, please forgive me. Women are color, standing yeah. behind that sister saying, you're right. What do we do? We keep quiet. And not only do we keep quiet, we go public. And then we say, you should keep quiet. And we keep accepting the low wages. There is a gossip reporter out there named John Mary. And I have to speak on it. Because I remember John Mary had put out there that my husband had messed up my career. And he was leading and guiding me wrong. And, you know, when he talked to Will Smith, Will Smith promotes movies and Will Smith gets $20 million and he's telling Monique wrong. And we had to have a conversation with John Mary because John Mary was saying he couldn't understand why I wouldn't promote Precious and they were going to fly me to France and give me an extra week vacation and you can sit in first class and you can drink, eat strawberries and drink champagne. I'm like, uh, brother, I'm a grown-ass woman with a goddamn family. I don't give a fuck about that, but okay. Okay. So once we actually got on the phone with him, because we had to have a conversation with him, he got tongue-tied. Because he couldn't answer the question, why is it okay to work for free? And when you try to put Will Smith in there and you name drop, well, when I talk to Will, Will gets $20 million a film. So if he wants to go and fly his ass to Japan, he should. He got $20 million. Well, John Mary, you know that's not what we're getting as black actresses. You know that's not what we're getting. So to jump on the bandwagon almost felt like to say, how dare Monique's husband fight for her for fairness? When Kim Whitley and Cheryl Underwood and Sister Julie and Sister Adrian says, how dare she take a stand? That's why we're not taken seriously. And be clear, when you see individuals speaking in reference to the potential of Oprah Winfrey running for president, you have to say to yourself, now, this same sister is sitting back watching and knows because if Tyler Perry knows, they they approach it as a team. See, what people are not getting is when they say Monique didn't want to promote the film, Oprah Winfrey and Tyler Perry came on the film after Monique had promoted it on the Oprah Winfrey show. Come on. That's what makes this all ludicrous. What happened was they saw how stunning and incredible she was at speaking about the movie from a passionate perspective because it wasn't hard to do. All you could do, all you needed to do was speak about the movie for her. And they thought that would sell the movie overseas, but they had no interest in getting her anything. So when we're having a discussion about someone getting little to nothing in comparison to Mark Wahlberg, imagine having someone tell you that you are difficult because, again, you would not concede to an act of slavery mm. because to do something for someone for, for nothing and against your will, they are trying to enslave you into doing something and, humbly speaking, When you hear the conversation and it's brother Tyler Perry who approached us with it, who approached us with it, it's no different than um, when you watch Roots at the beginning and you saw that there were black people who were helping capture the black people. Come on. And put them on the ship. Come on. And 
somebody but say, wow, that's 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 terrible. Ain't it, though? Y'all, we got to have the conversation. And if you want to join in on it, 404-832-2962, 404-832-2962. We are talking about Sister Michelle Williams and the, disparage, the disparagement between her salary and Mark Wahlberg's salary when they had to do the reshoot for the movie All the Money in the World, and she received $80 a day per diem, which amounted to about $1,000, while they're saying Mark Wahlberg got $1.5 million for the reshoots. Now, these are reshoots. I want y'all to hear it. Reshoots. And Mark Wahlberg got $1.5 million for a reshoot. That's what they're reporting. I don't know how many black actresses have received $1.5 million just for a movie. I'm not saying they haven't. I simply said I don't know how many have. So when you see the numbers and when you see how someone has been labeled and then you have the people that knew it wasn't true. See, we're rallying behind Sister Michelle again as we should. We're supposed to stand behind her, and we're supposed to fight and say we got to make it right. But somebody would have to ask, how is it that right now SAG is investigating? They're investigating. Why would she get $80 a day in per diem and Mark Wahlberg get $1.5 million? But SAG never investigated, not to my knowledge, the disparagement of black women actresses and their pay in Hollywood. There's never been an investigation that I'm aware of. And when Tyler Perry says, he says he's surprised at the low wages we're receiving. But he says that to us. That's not something that's been conveyed out loud. Yes. Just like it wasn't conveyed out loud that he believed you were not wrong for promoting this movie for free. And I kind of left my point as it pertained to Oprah because when you have someone who people are speaking about her being the president and the overseer of the nation, you might have to question someone being an overseer of the nation when they sat back and just overlooked mm. a black woman who looked just like her being unfairly labeled because she would not do something for the machine. And ironically, as we sit here, I got a text from one of the uh, one of our good folks uh, in reference to Seal calling out Oprah Winfrey for the hypocrisy. And that's in Fox News because he calls uh, her part of the problem. And it reads internationally renowned musician Seal trashed Oprah Winfrey on social media just days after her widely praised speech at the Golden Globe Awards on sexual misconduct in Hollywood, calling her a part of the problem for decades. Mm. In a fiery Instagram post Wednesday, Seal re republished a pair of photos of Winfrey with disgraced movie mogul Harvey Weinstein, including one in which he appears to be kissing the producer's cheek on the photos. Seal added a sarcastic comment uh, to the right of the photographs that suggested Winfrey knew Weinstein was mistreating women. Oh, I forgot. That's right. You heard the rumors, but you had no idea he was actually serially assaulting young starry-eyed actresses who turn in, uh, who in turn had no idea what they were getting into. My bad, Seal wrote. Come on, come on, come on. So when you hear that again. And it says, oh, Oprah is beyond doubt a magnificent orator, McFarlane wrote, but the idea of a reality show star running against a talk show host is troubling. Wow. So, again, this is not to knock Oprah Winfrey from a standpoint of if you look at her body of work, come on, her work ethic and what she does. Incredible. You got to give her. Come on. She's that, that's what she lives for. Yes. That's what she lives. Anybody that um, has a talk show, has a network, does 60 Minutes, got a food line, they're about their business. Come on. Okay? They're about business. But when you have an individual who stood back and watched another individual, as Seal just spoke in reference to while she uh, chummed it up with Mr. Weinstein, mm -hmm. and 
uh, 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 knew about the rumors, it's no different than watching something go down about an individual with Tyler and with Lee and with Lionsgate and absolutely say nothing about it. Nothing. Why would you do that? And you don't understand, ladies and gentlemen, if you learn nothing else, the very thing that you support will be the thing that you succumb to if what you're supporting is wrong. Mm. Because these individuals know not when to turn off the treacherous deeds. These are just acts to win. They don't want you to take it personally. And then when you buy up, buy into it's just business, and you essentially tell Monique, because there were many comments that said to Monique, you know how it is. You dumb for not doing it. You know what the business is. And mm-hmm. in plain sight, you had Lee Daniels on Don Lemon saying, Monique refused to play ball. You got to play the game. You got to play ball. And what ball meant in this situation is you've got to sometimes do things for nothing, even though you don't have any deal with the person so they can have nothing to hold over you, which is essentially what an act of slavery. And also when he says you have to play ball. See, this is before the Harvey Weinstein reports came out. You got to understand how powerful what he said, because so much goes under that umbrella. How powerful? You got to play ball. So if this man rub his dick on you, it, come on. You got to play ball. If you, this man tell you come up to his room come 1 on. o'clock in the morning and spread your legs open, bitch, come you on. better play ball. Come on. If this man put his dick in your mouth, you better okay, not say nothing. You better play ball. See, when you gums? say on the gums, okay, Joe, now. when you say you better play ball and no one that sat in front of Lee Daniels, no one was courageous enough to say, what do you mean? See, we don't get the same respect as our white sisters get. And please, let me say it again. Everything Michelle Williams is saying, we are supposed to stand behind her and fight. Supposed but to. why is it that when a white woman says it, we want to fight? But when a black woman says it, it's got to be questioned. See, we remember Sister Anita Hill. We remember that. And that sister got put through the ringer because it was almost a feeling of, bitch, be quiet. Be quiet. You should just be glad you at the goddamn table, and then you're going to fuck it up. Oh, just shut up. And she got treated as if she had done something wrong. But when the sisters came out on Harvey Weinstein, as they should have, as they should have, we felt, oh, no, oh, no. So do we see the difference? But in addition to that, this story is blindingly uh, uh, um, eclipsing what about Holder? What about, what about Hoda? Uh, please now she get, she 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 is a woman of color, the first on TV in that spot with another woman. What about her pay? We briefly heard about it, then it just disappeared. There's not the outrage. How come no one came up? And see, the problem that I have is these individual ladies who happen to be Caucasian who say that we need to have the men speak up and start the hashtag Me Too need to say Me Too when the black women are not getting what they're supposed to be receiving either because you're all women. You are just a different color. But when that doesn't happen, it is no different than uh, the peonage period when the beating of the individuals who were taken off uh, uh, and the lashes that were given to uh, men who were captured during the peonage period were not stopped until a white man was beaten to death because he too was considered a peon. And when that happened, that's when it stopped. So it, it, it is not an unrealistic thought that in a world where the population is Caucasian, there are more, more Caucasians than any other group. And this group who happened to be Caucasians had individuals that were founders that directed the attitude of what America should be which created people who had an entitled sense of self. So then mm. when we come along and we start speaking about the words of equality, equality means you free to do what you want to do, but you're not equal to us. Because as on. I've said before, equality for people of color is a step up. Equality for certain Caucasians in their thinking is a step down. That is why they need to have the field slanted. 
So all we're saying, if this is not in fact the case and everyone is created equal and all of these individuals who don't see color, then maybe the problem is you need to see color so that you see that the color that you are and the color of this woman, there's a disparity in the monies that are dispersed between the two of you. And black women get less money than white women, but white women are complaining about trying to get as much money as the white men. Not the men, the white men. And there is a difference. And that's the conversation that's not being spoken about. You're listening to Open Relationship with Monique and Sydney Hicks. And you know, I want to... With our brother Seal... And I commend Seal for speaking his truth because what she said in that award show was the most powerful thing you can have is your truth. The most powerful thing you can have is your and truth. And when you do see quite a few pictures with Oprah and Harvey, mm-hmm. and now you hear her speak about what he did was horrible and terrible, but everybody knew it. Everybody knew it. So were you telling me you were that blind that you just didn't know it? And now you're now I gotta push your ass off the ship because now everybody's they know what you did. But if I knew it, you mean to tell me you didn't? So when we start jumping up and down because of a speech that says me too, I understand it. And emotions got to moving and emotions got charged up and everybody was saying, yeah, 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 yeah. But me too, Miss Winfrey. Because when you'll sit back and you'll let your silence, your silence said everything. I'll watch you drown and I won't say anything. But then I'll get up on a stage in front of the world And I'll say, speak out and speak your truth. And we'll even dibble and dabble with the thought of me running for president. And what happens is when you live in a world where everything is fantasy and show and nothing is real, then you allow things to transpire. Like uh, Gail having to correct Stedman and his understanding of what a reporter asked him about his girlfriend, because that's what she is, his girlfriend. Okay, talk on it. Okay. We go together. So yeah. they go together. Okay. But Gail somehow knows better than her man. Talk on it. See, when you see that disconnect, because I can't imagine, see, a real woman publicly would have communicated when she down for a man, please don't correct my, my man. Ever. Ever. Again. I think he knows we know and he checked it. But, girl, I know for a fact that you ain't want him to say that, did you? Girl, you know I ain't want him to say that. Girl, you right, you right, you right. So it's like, listen, when you see certain things, it's like be careful who we get our food from. Nobody is perfect. And we must allot for everyone's mistake. But when you do hear Ken Whitley speaking in reference to Oprah as if she is God, as Mm. if she is God, then you begin to wonder, well, what is her take now on Hoda? What is her take now on Michelle Williams? What is her take on what is going to be coming out day after day after day in terms of how unfair things are? And when, again, when you have the former president of Sony, whose name I cannot call, but she is a lady, and you can pull this up uh, on YouTube where she states at a convention that women need to stop being so grateful for everything that they're offered and need to say no. Come on. Because as long as they know that they will be hungry is as long as they'll feed them scraps. Oh, baby, we're talking about it. Come on now. Inequality in Hollywood. Let's go to the lines. Hey, baby, you're on with Monique and Sydney. Who's this and where you're calling from? This is Sean from D.C. Hey, Sean from D.C. Talk to us, baby. Well, um, you know, it's interesting that you all have talked about this. And actually, when this whole Oprah thing came up, I started thinking back to when I first started listening to the podcast. and You know, kind of wondering what your feelings were. Um, 
I kind of got into an argument with a friend the other day, like after the speech. The speech was, it was a beautiful speech, and I appreciated everything she said. But um, my whole thing is actually the silence, and not just the silence on the Harvey Weinstein thing. For for me, I was a bit frustrated um, during the Obama presidency with how I felt like he was handling issues specific to you know, our community, and in particular when we're talking about police brutality and things of that nature. Now, I understand he was everybody's president, so I wasn't one who thought he was going to get into office and everything was going to change magically for us. I did not think I was going to wake up one morning to, you know, rainbows and sunshine every day. However, with the whole Oprah thing, it's like, I haven't heard her say anything, and maybe I've just missed it, but I'm just of the belief that if you have the kind of platform that she has, then and you are one of the, one of the figures who, you know, people, you know, hold in this high regard and you know, when folks think about black success, you're the one of the ones that comes to mind, and you're the fifth richest person in the world. You know, all this and all that, and I'm just like, where were you? Where mm-hmm. is your voice? What you know, I haven't heard anything, okay. and that's part of the, you know, that's one of the things where I'm like, mm-hmm. everybody's like, you know, she can be president, she can do this, she can do that. And I'm like, no, what is, what's her position? How what is she going to do to actually represent us? How does she feel? What's Come going on? on? I'm just like, it's, it's, everybody just went over the top. That's right. Because of a speech. Yeah. I'm I, great. Again, it was a, it was a great speech. You know, the whole movement is, 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 this is what we need. It's what should have been happening. We should be standing up for each other. We should be ending this. We should be taking a stance against, you know, harassers. But we also, in particular, folks within our community who have the platform, who have the resources, who have the voice, who have the power, who have the influence, should be standing up and saying something. And she said nothing. For and years. I'm tired of folks telling me, well, she does this and she does that. Well, great. Why don't I know about it? Now, you shouldn't do things just so people know. You know, you should do it out of the kindness of your heart, and everybody should know. But that's one issue that I need to know that you have, you have a position on. Because people that look like you, who don't have your money, are the people that we are watching die. And I'm, mm. I'm sorry. That's right. No, no. <laughs> it, 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 it's, it's, <laughs> it's, just, it's just really a sensitive subject for me. And like I said, my friend and I like went back and forth. Well, don't do that to Oprah. Don't be mad. No. No. I'm not going to. Look, I've been watching. I, I grew up watching Oprah. Come on. But let's be clear. When we watched every day and we looked at that audience, I'm gonna be honest, we weren't the ones being represented. Say it again. We please. weren't being represented. We, we just were, we weren't the ones being represented. We weren't the, we weren't the faces in the audience. It was the, it was the faces of folks who were lighter than us. And do you know why? Do you know why we I, weren't represented? I I, I, I don't want to say she didn't care. I don't I don't know. Let me they illuminate it for you. Let me illuminate it for you. Let me illuminate it for you. Illuminate it, Daddy. Let him illuminate it for us, Sean. The reason why you had predominantly white people in the audience is because though there was a black host, the sponsors wanted you to think white in terms of the product because the population is largely white. Despite the fact that black women were watching these daytime programs two to one, three to one, the most important dollar in the mind of these sponsors oftentimes are white dollars. And you know but that you know what? You know what? Mm-hmm. Let me, let me, I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you, but because you just said that, it hit me with another thought. What are we hearing more and more now? Black women. Black women do this. Black women do that. If you want to get something done, you've got to get black women on board. Here we have the most influential black woman in the world, and I'm supposed to get amped about a speech she gave when I ain't heard her say nothing? Come well, well, anything else? well that, there's uh, a line in logic that goes, there's no one rule applicable to every situation. So that would be applicable here as it pertains to getting a black woman to do something because that black woman has to be connected to black people sometimes in order for her to do certain things. And I want to say without uh, ignoring what she has done for people of color, she has done a lot of things. But I guess the circle of friends are intrigued with the certain company that you keep that oftentimes is not infiltrated by many people of color. And oftentimes people who are of color feel privileged to be the only black person in the room and not realize that if something kicks off, you are the only black person in the room. But all that being said, with Sister Oprah Winfrey, you are not wrong and no one is wrong at all for being observant enough to say, if we would want a woman to stand guard over our country, she must have a voice to speak up for all of those individuals in our country. And humbly, it would appear as if, for all intensive purposes, she would be a female African-American version of Donald Trump with mm, better manners, come with on. more tact. But essentially, it would be the same. Come on. 
Thank you for calling. Though. We love you, Sean. Love y'all too. Appreciate it. You know, I understand the passion. I can't help I it. I understand it because oftentimes, y'all, and me and Sid was having this conversation earlier today and last night into today, and I said, you know, Daddy, one thing about us as black people, if you can give us an opportunity and a chance, we don't give a fuck about integrity. Not all, but some of us. We don't give a fuck about your character, your integrity, your morals, your principles. You can just give me a chance. You can get me in the door. So when Brother Seal speaks out, what Brother Seal is saying, ain't shit this woman can do for me, to me, with me. She's a fraud. Ain't, so I'm going to say what I feel. Well, you have a lot of us. And see, here's the thing, too. There are so many black actresses that sat around. And we spoke about Oprah Winfrey. We spoke about how it was a damn shame we couldn't get on her show. We spoke about our TV shows didn't seem like they were good enough. The Parkers never went to the Oprah Winfrey show. I don't believe Moesha did. I don't believe the Wayans brothers. I don't believe none of our shows went there. Now, to, 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 but again, you, you are one of those individuals that can say you were asked to go there several times. And in fact, you were brought on as being, was it not her, one of her favorite comics? Or one, of one of the funniest. One of the funniest comics. Uh, I guess in America, was it? Or yes. Something to that degree? Yes. And when you have that, and you have an individual who's called you up on your cell phone and who has talked to you privately about personal matters, and when you have had that conversation and then they label you difficult with a group that she's partnered up with, and you know that she's not obligated to do it, does it seem presidential that you would stand by and do nothing? Because there'll be other countries out there. There'll be citizens out there that are going through what they're going through. Do you stand by and do nothing because the camera is not pointed that way, but you are aware of it? So mm. these are questions that people could ask themselves. Come on, y'all. We're talking about it. Inequality in Hollywood. Let's go to the lines. Hey, baby, you're on with Monique and Sydney. Who's this and where you're calling from? Sister Monique, my name is Prince. I'm calling from New Jersey. Brother Sidney, how are you? I'm doing wonderful, you? sir. Good. It is. First, I want to give respect. It's an honor to speak to both of you. Mm -hmm. It's a great honor to speak to both of you. Thank you. Thank you, brother. Talk to us. Um, one of the things that I, I want to say, and, and I'm at work, so I don't want to hold you up or myself. I go back to last year, and I watched the award show, and... I, I think about none of the women, of, of the Caucasian women there, they, they spoke in generalities as far as speaking up for equality and equality and this and that. Not one of them spoke to what Sister Viola Davis spoke to as far as women of color is concerned. And this year, I see the same thing. I see the same pattern. Nothing has changed. Nothing has. There, there's, it seems like there's no advancement. There's no movement. Um, I don't understand that. And it's becoming such a, uh, it, it seems there's a, a comfort level there um, where it, I don't know if people are afraid. I don't know if people are scared, however you want to say it. Um, I listened to Sister Oprah. Same thing. Uh, a very uh, beautiful speech, but with little substance. Mm -hmm. Come on. Mm -hmm. With little substance. And I was amazed at, you know, everybody standing, everybody's this and everybody's that. But then I had to ask myself, well, what did she really say? What did she really say? What did she really say? I heard a lot of stories. I heard a lot of uh, uh, encouragement, but what did she really say? Did she say anything, especially being a, a black woman who could have got up? Put it this way, Sister Viola said way more uh, important, or I'm excuse me, way more important things than she did. And again, I asked that question, what did she really say? Mm. To me... She didn't say nothing, and I'm just going to keep it real. She didn't say nothing to me. 
my man. We appreciate that. We love you, Brother Prince. We love, I love you. And again, it's a great honor to speak to both of you. Thank you for taking my call. Thank you. Thank you, baby. See, go ahead, Daddy. I'm sorry. People are listening. They're listening closely. They're not just hearing what people are saying. They're listening to what people are saying. And there are many people that are not drinking the Kool-Aid because they saw that someone had put that in there and the almond smell coming from it is called cyanide. Come on. That is what that is. So when you smell almond, unless you are drinking almonds, <laughs> I'm not. you better be careful of what it is, especially if it's Kool-Aid because mm. they might have put something in it and everybody's not drinking the Kool-Aid is what he just said. You know, here's what I would say. Because when you have a woman that speaks so eloquently and it was beautiful, mm. ask the women of color that's on her network, what are they being paid? Don't take my word for it. Please don't take my word for it. Ask them. When you get in front of millions and millions of people, that platform can be powerfully dangerous. Because you get people moved by emotion. But then we all saw the Wizard of Oz. We saw the Wiz. And we saw when Diana Ross and Nipsey Russell and, and Michael Jackson and the Cowardly Lion, who was his name? We saw when, he bust, when they bust behind there and they saw this very fragile man. And he said, oh, please, please, you're finding out who I am. And what's happening right now is people are saying, wait a minute, y'all, can we pull the curtain back? And when you have the caller saying what was really said, it was a fluff. What was really, what was the substance of what you were really saying? And for all the years that Sister Oprah Winfrey has been on TV for the Oprah Winfrey Show, again, don't take our word. Do your research and your homework. Go back through it. And see how many of us sat on that sofa. Let's go to the line, y'all. We're talking about it. Inequality in a place called Hollywood. Hey, baby, who's this and where you calling from? Hey, Monique, this is Luther. How are you from uh, Oakland, California? How are you? Hey, Luther, how you doing, baby? I'm good, Monique. Hey, Mr. Sidney, how are you? How you doing, sir? I'm good, I'm good. Uh, Monique, I'm going to keep this short because <clears throat> I know you run a powerful platform um, I follow you all the time when you're working out, and I just think you're just marvelous, Queen. Keep on doing what you're doing. Thank you, baby. Um, I wanted to say, you know, we got to stop being the propaganda. And I just really think, um, because I'm getting lost in my train of thought, because I didn't think you were going to answer the phone. <laughs> <laughs> I think that it's propaganda. I really, really do. You know, I'm in the hood, so I'm seeing the real stuff every day. And I say, Monique, keep on talking. Keep on uh, sharing this story. Um, as far as Oprah running for president, I don't think the system is designed for it because if that was the case, Malcolm would have been sitting up in there. And they weren't having Malcolm up in there, and they certainly wasn't having Martin up in there. And so, you know, we just have to stop feeding the hype. Mm -hmm. We just have to stop feeding the hype. Um, Monique, you're, I believe your, 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 time, your time is here. You know, I've been listening to people all of your so-called friends say all these things about you and what you should have done and you should have took it. I'm glad you're standing. I'm glad you're standing. Keep standing with her, Sydney. Keep standing with her. My man. Okay. For sure. And on that, and on that note, I'm going to go, Monique. I love you. And I'll keep on following you, working out every morning. I love you, sister. We keep love on you, doing Luther. You. That's Thank right. you, my love baby. You when Luther says, Monique, keep standing. And there are things that happen in the craziest, craziest of places mm -hmm. that remind you you have to keep standing. And when Robin and I go to the farmer's market and we get an older sister or an older brother and they'll come up to me and say, baby, we behind you. Come on. Keep going. Mm -hmm. And sometimes mm, Robin will have to grab me because she say we just keep getting that validation. Keep getting it. Because you'll... You'll hear people saying, why didn't you take it? Why didn't you accept it? Why didn't you do it? And this may be one of those things that I've had to accept in this journey. They may never call on me again. 
They may say that black bitch made too much noise and was a problem, but there may be a little girl out there right now. She ain't here yet. She ain't here yet. And when she read the story, she'll say, well, at least that one stood. No, she wasn't no fucking mogul. And she didn't have all these things, but she stood for what was right and integrity and the principle. And when history Mm. looks back on this moment, you'll be on the right side of it. And then those individuals who said that you were and you should keep quiet, look at the side of history that they'll be on. Come on, y'all. We're talking about it. Inequality in the Hollywood. Y'all done made that emotional. Okay. That, Get it. Damn it. Hey, baby, you're on with Monique and Sydney. Who's this and where you calling from? Dallas, Texas. Talk to us. This Bruce. First of all, I would like to say I'm finally on the show. Thank you for accepting my call. Hey, Bruce. <laughs> what's going on? See, what's the deal, man? You you know I've been you know I've been wanting to talk to you for a while, but I'm gonna get to the point, child. I ain't gonna hold y'all up too long. But um, what I want to say is this, man. It's it, it, it it's like the more and more we do, the more and more they knock us back. So when I look at y'all, we get inspired. You get what I'm saying? That's the reason why the platform is so high. I I had something to say to y'all, but when I heard you just say that a while ago, y'all got everything. Don't never say that y'all ain't got nothing. You, you ain't got nothing. They got. You want me to tell you what 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 the what these rich people got that that they wish they had? I would say is what y'all have. It's not enough. Black men standing next to the black woman. Mm. And that's the reason why I love y'all so much. It's hard to see. It's hard to see. It's hard to see. And we don't see it enough. We did see it with Will and Jada when that situation happened. I'm only an outsider. I I don't know what's going in between the doors. I I can only tell you what I see on TV and what I see on on the Internet because I'm not. Just like I was um, apologizing for what I was saying in the room. You know what I'm saying? I, I apologize because I didn't know. You know, I was blindsided by Oprah Winfrey and how she was showering the black people that she did shout. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I never did look at the other end of it. So I'm I'm glad that you said something because it did make me realize she never did say nothing. My it's man. a lot of killing going on. It's a lot of stealing going on. It's a lot of misplaced black men that don't know anything because she kept that. It was propaganda she had running on her shows a lot of times. You know what I mean? When it comes to single black mothers. I mean, I get it. It is a lot of single black mothers. But what about the fathers out here? I'm out here struggling trying to get my daughter right now. And it's hard. And I'm struggling. It's hard. You know what I'm saying? Because the system ain't set up to where we can't get through to that. So I say say keep going, too, man. Y'all got a lot. You got... You got me, you know what I'm saying? Me and my wife look at y'all. I got y'all on speed dial. No notification be going out. When you exercise, I'll be still in the room telling y'all, see <laughs> me, you need to get a because I want to follow you because I know you're going to be talking some of that good stuff. Man, I, you know, that's what I love. I love this. This is what I love, man. And, and y'all motivate me. Y'all motivate me and my family over here. We Dallas, Texas is riding with y'all. From wherever y'all going, you know, you got everything. You a goddess. You a god. Just keep pushing. We it's gonna get that. hard. You got people with billions of dollars that's in y'all ear telling y'all just take the money, man. Excuse my language, like they would say in the hood. Fuck that. Our money ain't good money. I that's love right. You, that's brothers. right, my man. We Thanks love for you, calling baby. Them, brother. Oh, daddy, that's why we. That's do. why we do Come it on. for. Our voices that you heard right Come there. On. And what you heard in our brother from Dallas, Texas, is a voice of sincerity. What you hear when we talk to our people from oh. around the world is a voice of sincerity where you're not going to give an African-American man, they people are not going to give him what you just got right there in the sense of they looking for motivation and can be motivated by their own and is pushing his family mm. and his daughter. This is what this is about so that while you get out there in the midst of the world and you're dealing with folks 
that are giving you a hard way to go, understand, you know what, everybody gets a hard way to go, but there's a place that you can come, steel sharp and steel, have some conversations, and know that you're in the classroom with some people that are looking at you like, nah, you ain't crazy. That's exactly what you're seeing. And that's what this is. You know, I, I, we're going to go to the lines, Daddy, but I want to share this because that brother Bruce touched my heart. And when you have someone that you've never seen and they say, "I'm y'all got me. Come on. Like, y'all got me. That's bigger than a trophy. That's bigger than a red carpet. That's bigger. That's that's bigger because that's sincere. That's not because you hot, bitch, I want to be a part of you. That's coming from somebody that's saying if you was just walking down the street, I would hug y'all because I really dig y'all. That's coming from a black man saying, listen, why haven't we seen more good black men out there? that is getting down for their families, that is saying, fuck it, I'm not walking away, I'm not quitting. They're more than them. Then they're all the ones that walk away. They're more than them. It's just not It's not put attention. out there. Right. And when you see a sister, because see, just like Sean, I'm passionate about it. For all the years you were on TV, you never did a show on black love. Never. Well, it's kind of hard to do something that you're unfamiliar with. Okay. So all I'm saying is to our people, pay attention who stands in front of us. I know some of y'all get offended with me because I use words like motherfucker, fuck that, I like them. Oh. They good to me. Boom. Tasty. But when we do this show, the one thing people are saying is, I know y'all are coming from a very sincere, honest place. And that's the only place we know how to come from. So when it comes to inequality, and we're talking about Hollywood, let's not treat it like it's brand new today because our sister Michelle Williams said it. We've been saying it. And when you have filmmakers out here, like when you do an Almost Christmas, come on, and you have a Will Packer out there that can get a whole cast for Almost Christmas for under a million dollars. Tell it. Now, when you have Danny Glover, when you have Monique, when you have, come on, Gabrielle Union, Kimberly Elise, J.B. Smooth, and, and, and all the other babies that was attached to this movie. Under a mill, you say, well, where's the money going? And Where? how much did it make? And how come nobody was talking about that? And does anybody care that tra trailers blew up while we were on a set? Oh, you don't believe us? So the video footage, would that make a difference? So we're not playing. You dig? And the only way that you're going to get something done is to have a conversation in reference to it because it just may awaken up the individuals who sincerely knew nothing about what it was that you're discussing until they knew about it. Yes. And once they knew about it, it awakened the sleeping giant within them because they had to say, wait a minute, this is wrong. And what we humbly believe is the universe works in a way in which Things happen when they're supposed to happen. Mm. As it pertains to what Monique said, I believe that there's an old saying that would apply here. They said the first shall be last and the last shall be first. Oh, daddy. And sometimes, sometimes that means that you may have put it out there first. And then they put you on the back burner and made you last. Mm. But that same thing that made you last is going to put you first because people's attention are now being made aware of the bullshit. And sometimes we can't believe that it's so blatant until you find out that it's so blatant. And it's so blatant. And it's so blatant. And someone earlier said the same things that are happening in Hollywood are the same things that are happening around the world. And that is absolutely true because you have the same egotistical, maniacal, uh, uh, self-centered individuals whose only uh, reason for living is to see how much they can impose their power on others. Come on, y'all. And when we start using our power to free others that have been enslaved, we'll no longer get calls and actors and actresses will no longer get calls from big time guys at studios like Tyler Perry asking them to do things for free and then saying the reason why I don't believe you got what it is that you were supposed to get because you didn't do what they asked you to do for them 
for free. And when y'all know that, because again, this podcast is broadcast all over the world. When y'all know that, and it's being said, how come no one's reporting on it? The Washington Post, the New York Times, the Huffington Post, the Hollywood Reporter, no one's reporting on it. But Michelle Williams, now we don't know what she got for the film itself. She just got $80 a day for the reshoots. We don't know what her salary actually was. And it's being reported everywhere. Why is that? Why is that? How come we don't get up in arms when the color is just different, but the story is the same? And then some at uh, AC and Amina says she got $6 million from the movie. Now, here's the thing. When you get $6 million for a movie, mm. you inclined to say, ah, oh, man, I'll come back and shoot that shit for free. Mm. Okay? But go ahead and get 100000 200000 for a movie comparison to, compared to someone who got $6 million and see how you feel about going back and shooting a movie. And here's the thing. When you sign up for it, that's what you got to do. And that's what we're faced with. That's what we're faced with. See, we, we, we get offers that we know the, the lead is getting millions and millions and millions of dollars. Though they took a pay cut, they're still getting millions with S's at the end of the millions. Six million she, she received. But we'll get offered hundreds of thousands. And not with a lot of S's on the hundreds of thousands. Is Michelle Williams, is she your Academy Award winner as well? I'm not sure, Daddy. Is Michelle Williams an Academy Award winner, my love? A Golden Globe winner? I'm not sure. BAFTA winner? I mean, from my understanding, she's an incredible actress. I understand. But I'm, I'm not but sure. But it's like you, when you have those things in the hardware, how do you not get those things? And I'm just wondering if she is because it gives us an understanding and what part does she play and things of that nature. Right. So, again, when you hear that she got that amount, but then you heard she got $6 million prior to you know, I'm hearing Justin Lake, Justin Timberlake's song "Cry Me a River." Mm. You know, because huh. um, when you got to do that and you made a hundred grand and you signed up for it, black artists do that, and that's just what it is. That's just what it is. And how dare you make noise about it? And how dare? So I guess. Oh, with, she won a Golden Globe and Critics' Choice. Okay, got you. So. So again, if you win a Golden Globe and a Critics Choice and you win six and you get six million. But we get ready to we get ready to bring home Tyler Points. Uh, Tyler Perry's point. He said if you're nominated for an Oscar, you get six to eight million. No, no. Three to five. I'm sorry, three to five. If you win it, you get six to eight. Right. Now Michelle Williams has never won an Oscar. But she gets six million a picture. Why is Will Packer? Why do they offer her a couple hundred grand for a film? Why? And you say, okay, you'll take that because in that situation, there may have been some other things that have been promised that didn't follow through. But And that's okay. Someone would say, why are you having these conversations with these individuals that you have to see again? Because we got to see them again. And see, when you do and you are speaking from the side of right, you don't mind seeing somebody again. Mm. <laughs> you don't have a problem with seeing somebody again. See, we're not trying to talk bad about nobody and say and talk about nobody, mama. No. no. Uh uh. We believe that outside of what they do, they probably be a hell of a nice person to go out and sit and have about three or four caramels with. Mm. They'd be a, it'd be a hoot. But he as it pertains caramels. to caramels, what? It's kind of like uh, your boy Matt Damon and Goodwill Hunting. He was like, you know, what the fuck? Everybody says, let's go out for a cup of coffee. What the fuck? Why not caramels, apples? Why shit. not? So it's like, hey, we could go out, have a great time, and they probably swell individuals. However, these are the same individuals you have to ask, how do they get and what's most important to them? And what's most important, as Lee Daniels so eloquently stated, is... I'm not worried about, uh, I guess, what's right and wrong. I'll see you in theaters. That's what he said. Because you got to play ball. So by playing ball, that means you've got to put your morals, you got to put your principles to the side and do what they ask you to do for the fear that they may do something to you and despite the fact that they're not going to promise to do anything for you. Mm. 
Come on, y'all. We talked about it. We talked about it. Inequality in Hollywood. Nothing new. Just surfaced again because our sister Michelle Williams, as she should, says she wasn't paid fairly for the reshoots. We hope that one day we will not have to have this conversation. But until that day comes, we're going to keep on having it. We're going to keep on having it. Anything else you want to say, my baby? Because we, we did it. We did it. We want to thank y'all, my loves. And as I always say, we want to thank y'all for each ear, each heart, and each mind because you could have chose to do anything else you wanted to do. But right now, in this moment, you decided to spend it with us. And we thank you for that. And like my daddy always says, the mind is like a parachute. It is no good unless it's open. We love y'all. For free. Mwah.